everyone, and welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by our favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. In today's episode, we're eating our veggies with Yotam Odolenghi's cauliflower steaks. Chef Yotam is an intelligence officer turned pastry chef turned vegetable advocate, and honestly, Dave and I just can't get enough of this dish. Well, so much so that Dave admitted mid-recording that he's going to make it a second time in 24 hours for lunch today. Enjoy our veggie chat and stick around to hear more about Yotam Odolenghi. I have to stop eating this. Like, I, like, <laughs> I, like sitting here just well, being like... let me ask you a question. Yeah. What's the best thing that you ate this week? All right, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, let me ask you a question. What's the best thing that you're eating this week? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't joke. This is the most delicious breakfast, I think, ever. People don't like mouth sounds. Oh, wait. Okay. Some do. And... Some do. There's a special place on the and internet. If that's why, and if that's why they're listening, don't yeah. tell us. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry you that... You do you, so you're not hurting Yeah, anybody, I'm so not yucking do. anyone's yum, but I'm also... <laughs> Maybe I'll just have, like, a super cut of all the mouth sounds that I edit out of the podcast, where it's just me going like, um... <laughs> so, I made America's Test Kitchen Ultimate Flaky Biscuits and sausage gravy. Like, I was just like, I looked up a few, I guess a few years ago, how to make sausage gravy. And then from then on, I just kind of like improvised with what I have in my pantry. Um, So I guess last week, Ben was like, can we make biscuits and gravy this weekend? And I was <laughs> like, hell yes, we can. So I woke up early today because there's like a fair amount of chilling that you need to do mm-hmm. with, with biscuits. But can I tell you, so I love yeasted products. Like I like yeast dough and croissants and whatever like i like baking that stuff but i think biscuits are maybe my favorite like day of bake like yeah it is so rewarding there's only really like 30 minutes of active anything and it's gorgeous mostly great thank you i'll bring some over on wednesday um Wednesday's so far from I know, I know. You They'll be fine. They'll... Right down the road, and I have <laughs> just... crumb cake to trade. Oh, for, yeah, let's so. do a crumb cake. Let's do a, a pastry <laughs> trade-off. No, and so I honestly, like, I was debate. I, I had so many delicious things this week, and then I was just like, I took a bite, and I was like, oh, but this. Nice. That's it's really awesome. good. You can only have one. I mean, it's a lot. It's very rich. I mean. It sounds like a challenge, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. So awesome. I'm happy and just going to sit here and stare at it and maybe mute myself. <laughs> yeah, eat. I'll, I talk eat. long enough that you, you Well, you tell, you tell me about the best thing you ate this week and I'll finish my biscuit. So um, I, there's a sandwich that I, I have made for years that I just really love. And for some reason, it brings me so much just joy and satisfaction. Um, not that it's necessarily anything special. I feel like people have probably had such variations of the sandwich, especially because it's such a go-to thing on menus that like, you know, any sort of like quick eat type place. I'm nervous. Like where's um, this going? (laughs) Just a cheeseburger. That's it. No, Um, (laughs) it's uh, just a roasted red pepper and mozzarella sandwich with, you know, there's, so I I do a balsamic glaze on it. Yeah. Um, If I have basil on hand, I'll do a chiffonade of that and, you know, and and put it Mm. on. Um, And then usually on like a really good ciabatta. I actually, uh, I think I might, because I have this amazing sourdough bread that's sitting in my kitchen right now that somebody <laughs> made. And so um, I might roast up some more peppers so I could have that tomorrow and try it out. But the I just, I love it. I, I find it to be one of the most satisfying and enjoyable lunches that, you know, especially during the work week. You know, it does require a little bit of, um, you know, planning because usually I'll roast the pepper the, the day before. That's smart. Uh, yeah. And so because I, I like the pepper to be a little bit cool, you mm-hmm. know, and so. But 
there's something about it. And the mozzarella I use is, uh, for this that I like the most is just a fresh mozzarella. Okay. Um, in water or not in water? Uh, not in water. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but if, if it is in water, just kind of just drain it off a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fantastic. I love it. I have it with a little side of chips. Uh, it makes mm. me super happy. Uh, there's these ciabatta rolls from Trader Joe's that are yeah. perfect, perfect for it. And I really <laughs> like that. They just like the perfect size for it. And so, um, you know, one pepper will get you basically two, two servings of it. And Sounds so, delicious. Yeah. And awesome. I made it a couple times this week and I just, I was like, I just sit in there with a stupid smile on my face <laughs> as I'm eating. Then, I love that. Yeah. yeah and things are great. like perfectly fresh, really good. Like can, yeah, just a good, yeah. good hit. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it's like a, perfect segue we can get into the recipe for this week because we're talking about like fresh springy kind of ingredients and i i'm making it again i think tonight or tomorrow really i was just talking to my mom about it my mom's not the biggest cauliflower fan oh i love cauliflower and my my stepdad was in the background he was like that sounds awesome and i was like like, yeah so i think i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna have to make it for them or just have them listen to this and be like do it try it just try it just Trust me. I mean, if you don't want to listen to uh, us talk for an hour, which is just don't tell us again if that's how you feel. But <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> um, but just do it. Make this recipe. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. I loved it so 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 much. Me too. I mean, total spoil spoilies. But um, so Yota Motolenghi, I think, is one of those chefs that I only really heard about in the past two years, maybe. Um, and it was because of like I was on kind of a mission for good vegetable forward meals like the mediterranean diet i think is kind of a trendy like mimetic almost kind of like diet Mm. fad what mimetic me me (laughs) mimetic right meme (laughs) meme yeah yeah that's great i love it it's a great word i'm panicking right now hold on to the why (laughs) is that the right word i have no idea i've never heard the word before it sounded great i like i got immediately kind of what you said or what you meant and so it's perfect no. no, I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> mnemonic? We're, we're going for a mnemonic device, is that? Oh, no. I mean, mimetic is a study of memes, but it's also something with... Yeah, so I feel like... But it's also, like, viral. Meme-y. Meme-ish. <laughs> All right, well, it's something that is like a meme where people talk about it and use it in different ways, but the adjective of that. So, meme-ish. <laughs> meme. Um... Okay, so <laughs> last, time, last time I compliment one of your words, I threw you for a loop. I know. <laughs> just like I like that word. I like that word, and I was just like, oh, oh there's there's a problem. There's, there's <laughs> if, a... if Dave likes the word, that's definitely there's it's definitely wrong. wrong. <laughs> there's nothing well, wrong. it's also like one of those things where I'm like, well, crap, is that not how people use it? And then I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh. So anyway, we'll find out. We'll I'm sure some. I'm sure someone will. Tell. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Mediterranean diet. So I was like looking into that. I reached out to some friends and they're like, oh, you need to look at Otolenghi. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I like checked out his website, which is pretty cool. Mm. And it's, you can filter through by anything. Yeah. By any, and I was just like, this is a blast. So <laughs> we, okay, let me tell you about Yotamo Otolenghi. He's fair. I mean, he's like a new, he's a new chef, like, or not new. He's like, you know, he's not a Marcella Hazan. He's like a current, very prolific very talented chef. So he's of Italian Jewish and German Jewish descent. Odolenghi is a Italian last name. Yeah, so he grew up in Jerusalem and, you know, kind of had a very like 
non-culinary background. He was in the IDF um, intelligence, and then he went to college for comparative literature, and he got a master. It's bananas how many how many chefs that we've covered that's just like yeah they had something to do with like military or like spying. Oh, or, I know, it's Ina, crazy. Ina it's, and Julia. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Do chefs and what do chefs and spies have in common? Secrets. I don't yeah. know. They can like hold the <laughs> recipes. High. Yeah, they don't. Um, that's really funny. So he was working in Jerusalem, and then he was like a copy editor for a journal, and then he met his then partner and moved to Amsterdam. And then he moved to London to study French cooking at Le Cordon Bleu. So, like, there's some gap where I'm like, dear Yotam, like, what? where did you learn? Like, where did you learn to love cooking? Like, how did you get to London? Like, what's the... Mm-hmm. There's a gap between Amsterdam and London that I want to know more about. Um, but he was, like, just pretty... He's just cool. Like, he first served as a pastry chef, which I, I didn't realize because the stuff that I see on his... like more kind of trendy recipes are all savory. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I, since I saw that, I went and looked at his website for all the desserts and they're like stunning, fantastic, really Great cool food photos on his website. You know, like everything looks. So it's really funny that you said that because um, he says there's a quote somewhere that I saw. The New York times says about one of his um, best-selling cookbooks that, they are widely knocked off for their plain spoken instructions, puffy covers, and photographs that Otolenghi oversees himself eschewing a food stylist. Hmm. What is a puffy cover? I don't know. So, and then in 2014, uh, London Evening Standard said that Otolenghi had radically rewritten the way that Londoners cook and eat, and Bon Appetit wrote that he had made the world love vegetables. Which I think is so great, because that's kind of how I felt after eating this cauliflower. So he, like, he himself says that, he, like, his recipes don't fit within traditional dietary or cultural categories. Like, he, his mission is to combine flavors, celebrate vegetables without making them taste like meat or, you know, needing a complement to a meat, but what they are. So it does, no, it does no favor to vegetarians making vegetables second best, which I think is just incredible. Like... That was kind of our whole refrain last night, too, where we were like, well, we are meat eaters. And so we I think we instinctively say what could go with this, what protein could go with this. And then we ate it. We were like, doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. It's not like you're well, eating a portobello mushroom burger thinking faking yourself into thinking that it's a mush, it's a steak it's or a hamburger. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I told you, like, because I'm a, I'm more on the other side of the fence where I'm just like, especially with cauliflower. Like to me, cauliflower is such an incredible, versatile, delicious vegetable, and I, I get because we've talked about this in the past, especially like for me growing up in the '80s, and um, I think a lot of vegetables get kind of a bad rap mm-hmm. by maybe people, especially like my generation or so, because you know you maybe grew up eating them just boiled or steamed, right? And, you know, and so I I get if you're maybe not a fan of like the traditional like cliche vegetables not to like like brussels sprouts or cauliflower or broccoli right. or stuff like that yeah but but like those three three in particular I, I like i love and i i will often have them just as the entree right mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've shared with you that Je- jess and i will often like i'll just roast cauliflower yeah and we'll kind of fight over 
like trying to finish it because it's it's just yeah. so delicious, you know. So for me, this is a perfect dinner. I'm so satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I like as we'll get into you know the kind of sections of it, but like I would love maybe just a little bit of like um, naan or you know mm-hmm. flatbread or pita or something, just because I want to like dip in in the Eat mash. The but mash. Just so yeah. I so, it was yeah great. <laughs> I, I I really appreciated like doing a little bit of research on him too because i saw that he like you know he he's hosted a bunch of bbc tv like food shows he's been asked to like be a host on things and he's like i just kind of want to like show the world how fresh good cooking can be like he doesn't really want to make it like about his personality i I don't want to like put words in his mouth because that's just kind of the sense that i got he was just like he he he's agreed very selectively to appear on certain things as a judge or a guest because his whole angle is like I'll go on MasterChef Australia for example because it's humane and positive it's about the personal development of the contestants more than the competition which is like legit and uh, kind of why yeah. I hate food competitions in the US hate it hate it hate it always have hate, liked chopped but my anxiety and the chopped anxiety which is like <laughs> we were like too much and then that's why i like when i'm writing or when i'm grading i'll have great british bake-off in the background because it's like so nice and gentle it's like everyone's really nice to each other everyone helps each other out which i can't even handle like it's like hey can i borrow some of your powdered sugar like in the u.s they'd be like no fuck you (laughs) just like throw the sugar on the floor yeah like oh this (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh my god yeah so i really appreciate that he said that he's like i'm not I'm not, this isn't about the like sticky competition. I want it to be about food, personal mm-hmm. development. So I really, really like him. I'm, I'm really excited to have, have, you know, been exposed to him in recent years. And I think it's one of those, those like, I want to get the cookbook because. Oh yeah. I want to try a bunch more. Play, Flavors, I think is the most recent one, but I think all of his cookbooks look great. I mean, I guess he just has them on his website. Yeah. So, um, the recipe itself. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's just gorgeous. I mean, it's just like pretty. So I get. I think we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about in terms of like grams, zahter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got some things to say. Um, but let me first read the opening paragraph because I really like his writing style. I don't know. I just thought this was... So cauliflower steaks with zahter. Spoiler. No zahter. Okay. I didn't want to waste any of the cauliflower, which is why this quote, steaks, are served on top of the mash. The dish also works very well as it is, though, without the mash. If you want to do without... Well, that's a lot of things. Okay. The dish also works very well as it is, though, without the mash, if you want to do without. In this case, a leftover, the leftover cauliflower can simply be added to a salad, coarsely grated, thinly sliced, or just broken into small florets. Yama. If you do make the mash, you'll have twice as much as you need for the recipe. It keeps in the fridge for three days and can be warmed through for another meal. Oops. It is great served alongside sausages. Not oops, sa- it worked out perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's great served alongside sausages or any grilled meat or just spread it on toast for a snack. Totally. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we ate it with with, with crackers because we were like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I bought a spoon too. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he says, okay, I've been using the spice spice blend zatar, a mix of sumac, sesame seeds, and hyssop in my cooking for many years. So zatar is like now gaining traction in the U.S. And it's something that my mom actually brought back from, from Egypt when we were living there. And we just had like a giant mason jar of it. 
and it's super it's super popular in middle eastern cooking it's got a ton of junk in it i mean it's just got like delicious stuff delicious 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 stuff so sesame seeds sumac salt other other things like hissa he said and i think each region will have a different proportion of different things with za'atar in the spice blend so it's kind of like a garam masala in that you have a bunch of different flavors and it's Mm -hmm. regional and whatever so growing up in cairo and like traveling and living there various times in my life, like we would have just like, we would come home with bags of satyr because it was kind of like herbs of Provence or whatever, garam masala, and you just have it in the house and it elevates everything. So I was really excited to see Zatar come to like the, come like part of our cultural touchstone right now because it's like delicious and really fun. So that's number one. He says like, I like Zatar. And then he says like a sentence later, the availability of the fresh herb zahter. So I'm going to just, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm just going to say it very differently for clarification because this is an audio medium and you can't see how they're spelled differently. So zahter with an H-E-T-E-R, Z-A-H-T-E-R though, preserved in oil and vinegar, is a new addition to my pantry and one I could get a little bit addicted to. It has long thin leaves like thyme, but unlike thyme, it's something you can eat quite a lot of as it is spooned alongside all sorts of grilled meats. It's not cheap, but a little goes a very long way. Your jar will last you a good time, good long time. It's not widely available in supermarkets at the moment, so you'll need to go online to find it. Picked oregano leaves can also be used as an alternative. Dave. <laughs> How many places did you call? Nine. 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 Nine, nine times. What is that from? Nine times. Uh, F- Ferris Bueller. Nine uh, times. Don't, don't, that's, uh, don't get started <laughs> Nine. Just real quick for the audience, Ferris Bueller is not a hero. He should not be celebrated. Cameron's the he, hero. Yeah. If anything, the principal is also the hero. He was right the no. whole time. Not the actor. The actor no. is a horrific human being, but the principal. No, I don't. I, this right. is where I do not. <laughs> he, was I cutting, think... he was cutting school. The guy was cutting school. Yeah, but he doesn't he have right. to like like stalk and may, maybe the sister is yeah, the hero. He had yeah. just enough. At, <laughs> I think everyone but Ferris is a hero. That's the so secretary funny. also. She's delightful. With the pencils in her hair. Oh my god. Um, okay, so I called nine grocery stores, like supermarkets, specialty food stores. I felt really bad. I mean, I was just like, so I'd be like, okay, hi. You know, I'd call like Turkish Market Falls Church, and they'd be like, oh, sorry. Do you mean like the spice blend? And I was like, no. I mean this thing that's an oil, the brand name that. I could only find online is Bella Zoo. And they were like, oh, no, sorry. I don't know what that is. And then I would call another place and they'd be like, oh, my God, I love that spice. I love that herb. Yeah, no, we don't sell that here. And I'm like, well, damn. (laughs) And then I called this place. (laughs) I called this place in D.C. That was like this bougie ass like specialty place. And they're like, um, yeah, we have it, but we don't always have it. And I was like, wait, are you sure? Like, because at that point it was like eight out of nine. And I was like. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you've you just never mess- had it. You've never had it. <laughs> yeah. So then I called the ninth one I called. I was like, if I have to, I was like, I will, I looked at like a radius of like 45 minutes. I was extending. I was like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 <laughs> minutes. I was like, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Um, it's not sold on Amazon. The only place it's sold online I could find was a British location. Yeah. And so. That was my concern when I first saw it. Cause I was just like, he's writing from, from a UK England. perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was wondering if we were going to be able to find it at all here but no so the um, answer is no um and our listener who made this too or the i mean the one who gave us feedback like she said that she couldn't find it either mm-hmm. so but the yeah. oregano 
Perfect. But oregano. So, okay. it's It was totally fine. It was just one of those things where I was like, God damn it. Like, I don't. I wanted to have. I w- yeah. I would love to taste it in like kind of yeah. like the legit way. Just yeah. to see if there there is a difference or anything. But, uh, I mean, oregano was a great replacement. Yeah. So, zahter is a, a wild Turkish herb from the same family as oregano and thyme. It's not to be confused with the spice mix. Zahter. Um, zahter grows in the southern part of Turkey, especially around Kilis and Antakya. Antakya. Zahter has long, long, thin leaves and is less woody than thyme. In springtime, it's harvested by hand, then quickly preserved in sunflower oil and vinegar. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. Impossible yeah, to find. Can't get it. <laughs> can't get it. So, we used oregano instead. And, yeah, it's just, it was totally great. So, the next thing I guess we should talk about is... Grams? <laughs> Units of measurement? It didn't. It was actually not that bad. No. Did... I mean, it only comes up, uh, I think, twice, right? Or well, three times? Yeah. Everything has a gram, pretty much. Well, it's just the, it's the, it's the unsalted butter, right? Um, then it says two sprigs of sage, and then it gives you the, the six grams, right? Mm-hmm. But, every, I mean, I think it was just really the unsalted butter, and then the the five grams of, of coriander, which is cilantro here. Yeah. Um, okay, you know, which is probably the only other maybe uh, translation, so to speak, that we need to make for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think you and I were wildly off on what we thought in our heads 70 grams of, of butter would be. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely more than, than we thought. And we it's just, like we just used the food scale. Yeah. We just weighed it out and used the food scale and, and mm-hmm. worked out. Yeah. Use the food scale or, yeah, or just Google it. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, no, I, I like, but it's also savory. You're not dealing with chemistry here. So it's like, if you're a little off, I think you're going to yeah, be okay. Right. Um, so you have, um, cilantro slash, you know, coriander roughly chopped to, to top it. I thought I, um, got an email from someone saying that they couldn't find cilantro. I know. Sorry, they couldn't find coriander, but they could find cilantro. And I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So the coriander seeds we use to cook yield the cilantro leaf. Plant, yeah. leaf. So we just we just call it different. So the word cilantro is the Spanish name for the coriander leaves. But in, the, in North America, the dried seeds of the plant are called coriander. So internationally, though, the coriander is the name for the leaves, the stalks, and the dried seeds. Um, this is a rare time where I like the American way better. You oh, know, really? I'm like, it's, I feel like the American way is less confusing as opposed to like our units of measurement, which is so confusing. Because like, if I say to you cilantro, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I see. If we're, if we're in the UK and I say coriander, am I talking about the seed? They'll say about... seed, but I think they specify. It's like they'll say, see, they'll say coriander seeds or coriander pods. That's, it's extra words. So much waste of time. Okay. Cilantro. So Boom, much. Done. You know, so much you know what I'm talking about. That's going to mm-hmm. add up in a cooking podcast. You, <laughs> you see the time more than anybody. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think it's funny because, like, there are, I mean, I think, like, cilantro is also kind of coriander leaves is a <laughs> hot button ingredient because my sister has the gene that makes it taste soapy. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really worried growing up. So I used to never eat it. Never ate it. Because I was like, it's going to taste soapy. It's going to be disgusting. <laughs> and my mom would be like, it's fun. Like, just try it's it. And I'd be like, no. So <laughs> I didn't eat it until I was like an adult. Because I didn't. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. Missed out. I know. So now I love it. But it was one of those things that I was like, 
really nervous. I was like, it's going to taste soapy. It's going to taste soapy, but (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, I feel bad for people that have that that issue because there's only one way to find that out. So. But if you can have, like, if you can eat coriander seeds, like, if you put, like, ground coriander and stuff and you don't taste the soapy, then that's good. Like, that's, like, you can get the flavor, but not the, not the soap. Um, so, anyway, so you've got two large cauliflowers trimmed in leaves discarded, 70 grams of salt and butter, two sprigs of sage, eight strips of finely shaved lemon skin, one and a half tablespoons tahini paste, one tablespoon lemon juice, three tablespoons olive oil, one onion finely chopped, one tablespoon cider vinegar, one teaspoon honey, three tablespoons zahter or picked oregano, 20 grams baby capers, five grams coriander, cilantro, and salt. And then in the in the steps, he tells you how much salt to use <laughs> at each step, which I thought was funny. It's just salt. Um, but Which is handy in the step. Like, yeah. I, I like that. It's just all of a sudden it's just like, now here you're going to use an, an eighth of a teaspoon. It's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. I thought that was really helpful. Um, so you basically slice your cauliflowers, your cauliflower into steaks, quote unquote, um, about four centimeters thick, which we were like, what and a half inches? 1.57. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we both knew it was 1.57 inches. But, totally. You know, we, yeah. Reflex- we, we looked it up just to make sure. Yeah. And then, um, the, the technique is you, so you add your butter to a large frying pan. We used a cast iron and then you put in the sage, the lemon skin and a pinch of salt. And you, once the butter starts to foam, add the cauliflower steaks and toss them in the pan or like turn them on each side. Right. Mm-hmm. So that they get covered in the, in the delicious butter. And then you leave them on one side and you like let it cook on one side for eight minutes until golden brown. And then you flip it over and cook it for another eight minutes until golden brown. And then you stick them on a cookie sheet and then you put it in the oven at 190 degrees celsius which is 375 Mm -hmm. um so yeah i thought i was like oh well why don't you just like take the whole cast iron and put it into the oven but i think it would have just gotten too wet right like you kind of are drying it out yeah i also think that um you're going to scorch the, like there's sage, there's the lemon, lemon skin in there. That's all going to just uh, burn, I think, too yeah. much. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and so that's basically it for the cauliflower steak. And Can then, I do, I, just yeah. one note on the cauliflower steak. Because yeah, yeah. He, he mentions it in the, in this, what's, what's the second instruction? You, you want the four slices or steaks to remain held together at the base and each be about four centimeters thick. The held together at the base is kind of really critical. So when you're cleaning yeah. the cauliflower, um, you don't want to cut off a lot of the, the kind of root that you would normally maybe uh, discard because that's what's going to hold it together. And so, um, so just make sure that you don't ignore that step. Just yeah. kind of, you know, you pull off the initial cauliflower greens and then cut through and so that you have that uh, enough of that root that's going to hold it together because one of our uh, we were originally going to do three steaks because mm-hmm. had a nice really big cauliflower um and uh and one as soon as i uh, i cut it it just kind of just fell apart because mm-hmm. nothing was really holding it there's no structural integrity to basically kind of keep it all together so Good point. just make sure that you have that and then you know i would also just in case if you're nervous about it falling apart because that kind of would then defeat the entire ability to make the recipe. Um, have an extra cauliflower on hand, just in mm-hmm. case. You know, um, it's they're they're so good and so versatile again that you know you'll yeah. use it, or you're gonna find out. Hey, I'm gonna make this again immediately. So yeah, I wonder if you if it does break apart, how detrimental it'll be. It'll just probably cook faster. I yeah, I mean. It, it'll still work conceptually. I mean, yeah, you're still like cooking it, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but like you're not going to get that kind of complete like steak type like cutting into it or it's this mm -hmm. one you know cohesive unit experience and um i mean it, yeah it, it's it's not gonna be as visually appealing i think yeah. too because it's it's a beautiful looking dish my mom said it looks like a brain <laughs> oh, i love it i mean <laughs> so much sass i know so much I shade. Just... I, it's good but I, but i think that like you're totally right and and i was like even thinking like how much thicker would you feel comfortable going but I think one and a half. Ours are perfect. I yeah, thought. it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, um, I eyeballed it, but like, yeah. so it, it could have been a little bit more, a little bit, but. So then, so then you take, okay, so that's the steak. If you're making the mash, he says, in step four, fill a medium saucepan with plenty of salted water and place on high heat. Once it's boiling, add the cauliflower and boil for 15 minutes until it's really soft. Drain the, trimmings, the extra trimmings. The, the trimmings, yeah. Drain and then place in a food processor with tahini, lemon juice, two tablespoons of water, an eighth of a teaspoon, I guess, of salt. Um, blitz, scrape down, and that's it. No pepper, no garlic. Yeah. So <laughs> this was really good. I will say that we did up the amount of lemon mm -hmm. juice. So we, we tried it initially. Yep. And um, and I we increased uh, the amount of lemon juice and the salt just right. a little bit. Um just to get a little bit more flavor, uh, you know, the, the tahini with it is, <gasps> is perfect. It's so, tahini. I mean, tahini is so great. And, uh, you know, especially in like a puree, you know, it, it was it, like the star really of the shines. show. Yeah. It yeah. was so great. So, I mean, you're basically, it's almost a hummus that you're making, yes, right? Cause it's, yeah. it's tahini, lemon juice, salt, and then a cooked Starch. vegetable, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that you're then just like pulverizing. That's, mm -hmm. that's hummus. Yeah. That's you hummus. Know? I mean, literally that there's no, I mean, you might add garlic, you might add other flavors, right. or whatever, but that we're making a basic hummus essentially with cauliflower and it's so, so damn good. So it's so it damn opens good. that step with saying, if making the, the mash, you make read the earlier mash. About, about, yeah, just make it seriously. You won't, you won't regret it. It's, no. it's so delicious. You know, it might, it might feel like, oh, there's a lot of pots going around. There's a lot of like utensils. Just make it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You can do, it's so, in, in the way that it's written, it's written in such a way that it's like so simultly, you're like, okay, you make that, you put it in the oven for 10 minutes. The mm -hmm. 10 minutes that it's going to be cooking, I'll be, you know, putting my cauliflower, or my, the trimmings on boiling water once, and then the cauliflower steaks can sit out or just like, they'll stay warm. It was really incredible. Yeah. So. Timing works really well, actually, for this Timing recipe. works great. It, it felt, um. It just felt very like orchestrated nicely. Yes, you know, it's it felt yeah. exact. That's the perfect word for it, orchestrated, because it seemed very clear that he had, he knows how to articulate it, like the directions in such a way that you're not scrambling. Like I felt with Alden Brown, we were scrambling. Mm -hmm. Hold this. Can you pull this? Can you can you lift that up? Can you get under here with that? And it was like cumbersome and and fraught. And it, but this was, it was yeah. just like whatever. Yeah, like, like we cooked it together, which is you know always fun, always but helpful. Like in. In no way, I think, that would either of us need a second person for no. this. This is definitely like, you know, you can make it on your own and it's yeah, it's great. So then this is where I think my favorite part of the recipe comes. <laughs> it's so, so good. <laughs> what This is like the surprise. This is my surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So the second part of step four says add one and a half tablespoons of oil to a medium frying pan. Place on medium-high heat. Add chopped onion and fry the onions for eight minutes until soft and caramelized. Okay. Great. I can do that. Add the vinegar, honey, and stir for a minute, and then add the za'atar or the oregano along with a pinch of salt. Remove the heat and set aside. I don't know what happened with this, but it was like... Delicious happened, Grace. It was like 
it was magic. It was like, you have these finely chopped onions, you caramelize them. Great. I can do that. That sounds great. You, once you add apple cider vinegar and honey, mm-hmm. I've never thought to do that outside of like a sauce, you know, like I'm not like mm-hmm. I, I've added apple cider vinegar to caramelized onions to break them down and get them kind of jammy. But the honey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't so know. Good. I don't know. It was so damn good. And then you just, and he calls it a onion salsa. My mm-hmm. mouth is watering talking about I know. <laughs> He yeah. calls it an onion salsa and it is like this jammy salsa, I guess because salsa just means sauce, but so, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is so, it is it's... so crazy. And then the last step is you just fry up capers. You fry capers. Why the fuck not? <laughs> it's just like, oh, Yota. <laughs> and so this is your first caper experience, right? Yeah. So I, I've never, like, I grew up, my, my father loved having capers on, um, like bagels and locks and everything. And, yeah. um, and so I may, have, I may have tried it as a kid. I just don't necessarily remember. Um, you know, I think as a kid, anything with like a strong smell or, you know, you know, pungent is kind just like, ah, no. Briny, yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I tried it, uh, that, you know, when we just opened the jar, um, and I, and it, it pretty much was exactly kind of what I expected. I yeah. think, you know, like very briny, very, you know, I knew it was going to be salty just cause having learned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fried capers I thought were fine. I, when I make it again, I, I won't yeah. use the capers. Um, you I think can't, I took them. <laughs> there you go. And that's, and because I planned ahead, cause I'm like, I'm not going to use these again. Um, <laughs> I think if you like capers, yeah. definitively do it. Like if you haven't had capers, try, try it. Out. You know, you might, you might like it. Yeah. I just, I feel like I loved, loved every other aspect of this dish. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked or, you know, thought the capers were fine. And so for me, it's just going to kind of save a step that, you know, I don't think is necessarily necessary, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, definitely try it out. It, you know, it, it's something that like, it was cool. It's interesting. It yeah. was cool. It was like, so like it, it adds, okay. So like the way that you played it. Okay, we ignored, we like just were like, we're plating, and then we ignored his We didn't ignore, like, I just, <laughs> like, I I was just like, okay, I'm splitting this between two plates, because that's what we're making with the No, mash. right, not And ignore. then you're, you're just like, you're like, oh yeah, so it's me two tablespoons. <laughs> I was like, this is the best mistake I've ever made in my yeah. life, because yeah. had there only been two tablespoons of the mash on that plate, I would have immediately had gotten more from, you know, the food processor, yeah. because... It's such a, a perfect blend, like that soft creaminess of it. Two tablespoons with, with the flavors, and like you need more than two tablespoons. Yeah, Use it no all. Way. He Use says it all. you don't. Yeah, he says it's it capes. Use it all. Split it between however many plates you're making. Oh my and god, it's it was fantastic. so good. So yeah, when you're ready to serve, spin about two tablespoons of the cauliflower or like a cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> Use all of it. <laughs> Use all of it, and the tahini the, of the cauliflower and tahini mash. The spread out into a thin layer, not much larger than the cauliflower steaks. <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I'll just post a picture. Place the cauliflower steaks on top and then spoon over the onion and za'atar oregano salsa. Finish with a sprinkle of the crispy capers along with the coriander and serve. So let's talk texture because <laughs> I was so nervous as a little texture yeah, queen. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. cauliflower can kind of get mushy. But like each component of the cauliflower... I mean, separate from the mash, like, like you got the floret, you've gotten like a little bit of the like ribby thing. And then you've got that root that you were talking about. Like everything has a different texture. You've got the capers. They're a little bit crispy. They're a little bit juicy. Like you've got, I put some fried, fried sage on top. Don't eat the mm-hmm. fried lemon zest. I was like, is this good? Not good. We tried it. It was good. Yeah. You, yeah. Cause it's, it gets bitter, right? So it gets le- lemon, bitter, like whatever. It's and lemon citrus juice. skin is, gets bitter when you get to the pith. Citrus and so. skin plus 
trying, trying. (laughs) The sage, the sage was a rock star, but Mm -hmm. so it was every single bite was different. I think Jess even said that. Like every single Mm -hmm. bite is different. Like you spoon, you like take a forkful. You take. You. I don't know. It was. It's so. It's so interesting to me because there's so many amazing flavors in this. And you you take a bite and you might be like, oh, this one was really tahini forward because you right. know, just, just what I got, I got right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like this one, oh, is the onion salsa, which you get like the sweetness and everything. And then yep. it's like, oh, and then here's one where you get like more notes of the sage and the lemon or like, it, and it's it's really, really interesting. I don't, I can't think of another dish that I've had where I'm eating the same thing. It's not like you're having make like soup or something right. where, oh, on my spoon, you know, like here's more of one ingredient. It's yeah. not like that. Like Mm-mm. we're taking basically the same bite every single time, but just kind of almost magically, yeah. the the flavor profile just changes like every single time. And it's it's incredible. And each one is, is delicious. Like we, I almost found myself being like, yeah. oh, I, I want this to be a sweeter one. Like I, I want this to be more of a lemony, like tahini one. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just like, nope, it was something different. And it's yeah. just, yeah. No, I mean, incredible. like, you have, like, that onion salsa, and you take a bite, and you're like, ooh, that's oregano. Ooh, how fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I think, like, each bite had a different star of the show, too. Like, you would have, like, oregano bite, tahini bite, yeah. salty bite. Like, it was so – and it just kind of keeps going back to this, like, it shouldn't work, <laughs> which we'll <laughs> talk about. But, like, it didn't – I was so surprised that we okay here's a here's a big secret we were so worried that it wasn't going to turn out that we ordered tacos as a mm, backup mm, no 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 uh, i ordered wh- i what? ordered two tacos because i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like this cauliflower I was, oh interesting okay because the the ordering of the tacos initially was because somebody no, was ben just wanted like, tacos. Hey. yeah like, no, no, tacos. no 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 and then I order tacos because I'm like, hey, I also love tacos. Okay, so no. I will happily also eat tacos. All right. But I, My royal I, we was an I. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I was so worried that the that the that I wasn't oh, gonna like funny. the cauliflower I that. that I ordered two tacos. <laughs> that's very funny. as a like backup. I just I, ate, I just ate all of it. I just had two <laughs> so, I had oh two God. dinners. So did I. So you asked like you know obviously what's the best thing you ate, and so the dinner overall. <laughs> Because I had the feast. amazing, um, yeah, the feast. I was so I, we were all in a food coma afterwards. We at seven thirty, we're like, so all right, we got to call it night. Please, yeah, so I went to bed at nine o'clock. I was <laughs> so like, I was just like, I'm out. Um, so I mean, everything was was incredible. Like the the quesadilla, the the, the, the taco I stole from Jess, the the, um, the guac <laughs> okay. and everything, the guac but and the chips. It's funny because I I only ordered that whole second dinner because I just have uh, low self-restraint and I impulse control. And yeah. <laughs> um, I going into that recipe, I had such high hopes you and did. expectations. Oh my God. I, it, it's such a, like a day. The, the capers were the only thing I was worried about, but like, it's such like that food, that That's the so Mediterranean funny. food style, like the blend of flavors, everything, all the ingredients that are in here. Yeah. I wasn't sure conceptually how that, that onion salsa was going to work, but yeah. I was like, it sounds really good. And I can kind of picture, I think mm-hmm. what's, what's going to work out. But like, I, again, I love cauliflower so much. Yeah. I, I love hummus so much. I, those are two things that I could eat every single meal every day yeah. and be completely happy and satisfied. So, so conceptually I was like, I, I think I'm going to love this. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I like, sometimes I, I'm like cauliflower makes 
everybody farty. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, like, I think cauliflower is doing some work in our American society right now. Like, it's a rice. It's a pie crust. It's a, it's a tortilla. <laughs> like, it does a lot of work. And I was like, I don't want this to be... Because I, I didn't read his whole thing about, like, I'm not going to try and make your cauliflower taste like steak before I got to the recipe. And so I was like, I don't want it to be that. And so when I was, I was worried that it was going to be, like sticky and like, I, yeah i got gotcha. like an, yeah. there's like an angle and whatever i should have no, just trusted just, the process it was and i lo- <laughs> I looked at you and i said i think this may be my favorite dinner we've ever yeah. made like yeah so jess and i were talking last night um we were just kind of talking about like what what are some of the favorite recipes that we've made and yeah this, like we we both rattled off i think the same five or so this um lasagna yeah uh so uh the vodka sauce um what's vodka sauce Something that's that's coming up. <laughs> what is that? Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the galette. Yes. And and then I I have the beef bourguignon. She didn't have that, but um, oh, it's I, our I, first one. Yeah, and also it's just I, it was I really it. good. I would <laughs> so. say the I would say this the big lasagna. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> vodka sauce. No one they can't hear it. Vodka sauce. Um, the focaccia for sure, because I just think that's a really good bread that i make all the time <laughs> and i don't know what my fifth one would be the galette's great actually the galette was really good yeah. i should make that again i can yeah it's I have, just yeah i have everything anyway yeah i i'm i'm super i'm I, this is definitely top five i like so i, I mentioned like i'm gonna be making this again mm-hmm. right pretty soon uh if I, i'm gonna tell you a little secret i so i haven't had lunch yet <gasps> and i'm really hungry and I'm fairly certain I'm gonna make this for lunch. Just make it, <laughs> make it, and and send me pictures because I want to see how you're not gonna change anything, right? I'm gonna remove the capers. Well, yeah, that's, I, I stole that's the it. capers. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have removed the capers already from my apartment, <laughs> and so uh, like Jess had a uh, grab something from a store this morning, and I was like, hey, grab. We're I think we're out of lemons. Grab a lemon because I want to make this again. Yeah. Um, and I, I already had another cauliflower on hand. So oh, that's right. It's just because it's just it's perfect. Like I, I, I just already want it. You know, I will yeah. keep on making this. Um, I think with the mash, you can play around with flavors. I think you can like oh my god, do different things so and add far. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's such a delicious and satisfying dinner. Like yeah. I, you know, one of my best friends is vegetarian, and so. I knew, like, I sent him pictures when we were making. It. I was just like, "Hey, this is the test run, right. but I'm hoping it works because I, I, I would love to make this for you." Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, that has nothing to do with vegetarianism. It's just delicious, right? Like, yeah. This, if you if you tend to like meat, you know, more than than eating vegetarian, just try this because it's fantastic. Like it. It's, I mean, it's like we did talk last night about well, if you really wanted to pair this with a meat, you know, yeah. what mean, would he, you do? He said it goes well with sausage. I was thinking a kebab type of flavor yeah i think you nailed it with that like a, a roasted like roasted like lamb or chicken mm-hmm. type kebab I, I think would go really really well with this yeah you know? you've got all the tahini yeah yeah ben had mentioned he could see this being like the kind of vegetarian option at a, at a like a really nice steakhouse and yeah. i could see this pairing well with steak yeah um frankly when i i feel like i'm always just going to make it as is and then again just maybe add like a little pita or something you know just yeah. like just dip into that mash i was like licking the plate i wanted (laughs) that mat i was so funny uh so yeah 
top five rest yeah, recipes we've yeah. done for the pod. Um, okay, let's get into our ratings. Cool. <laughs> uh, five. Five. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, yeah. So ease, like you and I, kind of we talked. I think right, right after making it. Um, I I think overall it's it's easy. I think it's um, it requires a few steps. Yeah. Yes, it requires maybe a few different pans and stuff nothing nothing at all that you're doing is complicated no you know i think it's just more of like and again like the time management aspect of it looks like it's going to be a problem uh, you know when you first look at everything but it's just like oh no everything actually kind of works just you know like follow the the steps yeah. as written and nothing's going to get and actually, yummy or gross no or cold nothing and... sat around or anything mm-hmm. like it you know it, i think the timing works really really well um, the choreography so... was really well written and so mm-hmm. like yes it was nice to have an extra set of hands like i was probably chopping while you were prepping but like there was really no need for two people to do this no yeah um so I, i'd probably put it as, as like a 4.5 yeah I, I was gonna say four and a half exactly yeah approachability yeah. so here's the only thing where like you get a little bit of uh a ding just because of of the zater mm-hmm. um but what's nice is that he immediately offers yes. an alternative right yeah um, like I, I don't really want to ding it because of any sort of, uh, metric system conversion because that's not, better. no one's, yeah, it's better, <laughs> right? Like I wish, oh God, I wish we just had that. It would be a lot easier. Our volume convert, our volume is like, I was making biscuits today and I'm like, what are cups? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. Like, um, so, I mean, like, I guess like. Four and there a half, are... maybe tahini. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There, there's just some, like, fresh oregano is not maybe the easiest thing to come by no. if you are replacing, you know, using that as a replacement. Right. Like, Sage. tahini, I have it, but, like, not everybody has access, yeah. you know, access to capers are kind of a specialty item. Right. E- even cider vinegar, I think you should have it, but, like, you might not have that. So, I think four and a half is perfect. Four and a half. That's exactly. Yeah. So, five, four and a half, four and a half. Is it 10? 10. 10. You're doing it right now. (laughs) So I think that's like the other thing that I really like about this recipe is that once you buy like maybe not the sage or the oregano, but the tahini, like you're going to have that. And I make tahini salad dressing all the time. So like make your own hummus. Make your own hummus. Right. So you're going to be buying stuff like in contrast to the jalapeno seasoning that we got for Alden Brown or the milk powder. Or milk powder. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate one-off ingredient. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. I although, mean, it's, it's although kind of, you know, the milk powder is, uh, you know, joke is on us because you wanted to use it for something. I forget, but like we, <laughs> we just had already just tossed it. What did I, she asked me if I could, if she could toss it. I was yeah. Like, yeah. And absolutely. you're like, yeah, we're never going to use that again. What was <laughs> I then, making? What was I, I oh my God. Up. So, uh, That's that so is funny. by the way, just, uh, for those, um, less inclined to add in their head that was a 19 out of 20 from both of us so. <laughs> um i yeah this is a rock <laughs> which I, star which even seems low to me. i know right <laughs> doesn't it seem funny. low I'm like i'm like oh, weird. why did we dig it yeah. yeah i i also just looked at our timestamp. we've been talking for 53 minutes and i'm like oh my god that's we've been talking for 20 like we just loved this mm-hmm. i how much editing am i gonna have to do where i just like take out all of the raving like we just love it so much yeah um yeah. so i I'm so excited to have found this chef and this recipe. Like I am leaving this this episode being like, oh, I think I have so a new friend. Can you um, can you make the strain ricotta with banana fritters and maple syrup that he has on? His what? <laughs> can you send that to me? Yeah, I like 
I love <laughs> fritters. Going around his site, just um, oh my god, looks so okay. Good. He, filter yeah. by category: Christmas soup, salad, sauces, and condiments, vegetables and vegetarian, pasta, rice and grains, pulses and legumes. What's a pulse? Dairy, poultry, meat, seafood, summer recipes, sweet and drinks. <gasps> I love him so much. Look at that yeah. galette: peach, rosemary, and lime galette. Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have to get off this. I. Yep. Okay. All right. So, so what are we doing next? Okay. So, all right. (laughs) So, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. You're kind of knocked. You're all muffled with your hands over your face. I can't say this out loud. I'm (laughs) blushing. I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited. Can you say it? I like, don't want to jinx it. So, and we've uh, recorded it. Like, it's there. We're not jinxing it. So, so we're super excited uh, because uh, uh, Dan Pelosi, who, um, you may know as Grossy Pelosi, as uh, you know, has got great following on on Instagram, um, kind of all over social media, and he's he very graciously agreed to join us for the podcast, and so we had a wonderful time talking with him. Honestly. We had a like, raucous time. Yeah, we could have probably just like kept on talking for for hours and hours. Oh my god! Um, especially because, as you'll, as no. you'll see, he and I are soulmates. Basically, we agree on everything. <laughs> So, uh, so make sure you pay attention when we, <laughs> when we air it. Um, so we, we asked him, you know, what recipe, uh, you know, should we do? What, what do we want to highlight? Yeah. And so one of his most popular recipes is this vodka sauce. So S A W C E. Um, and, uh, people love it. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we, if you're paying attention earlier, um, you know, for good reason, because yeah. we, you know, we're doing that next. I, I highly recommend it, uh, just cooking along with us for this one. Yeah. It's really, really fun to do. It's really excellent. It's so um, easy. Yeah. It's like and then, 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's just delicious. And so uh, <laughs> definitely make it. Please Let make us know it. your feedback. And you get to hear the three of us uh, talk about the recipe, uh, talk about other things. And yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy uh, the conversation as much as I did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's we'll, funny. We'll post some video and stuff too. I was like, I was like, you know, starstruck, <laughs> right? Like he is, I love his whole like style and approachability and like narrative of cooking. And mm-hmm. he's like. And he, it lines up with what we it, are right. trying to do here. Demystify. Which is why it perfect. Right. And so he, I'm so glad and so unbelievably grateful for him. You can find him at Grossy Pelosi on Instagram. Um, the last thing I wanted to say for our dear audience is we've gotten to the point now where we need um, reviews. So in order for us to get more um, exposure, we need people to help us out and write some reviews on Apple if they don't mind. Rate and review um, because we've gotten we're kind of at this like nice, beautiful tipping point where we've got a bunch of listeners um, but we're not on any charts, so people can't really search us, search for us. I know. We're, um, we're pretty huge in Argentina still. We're really big in Argentina. Like <laughs> we're pretty huge in Argentina. We're really big in Belgium and now uh, South Africa. So I would love our sweet listeners to just rate, review, yeah. leave us a little review. It'll help. On Apple Podcasts or Sp- can exactly. Spotify? Can you review on Spotify? I think so. I don't know. We'll don't find know. out. Let us know. Um, I'll do better about posting in the Facebook group. Um, it was a busy week. Midterms, man. Lots of grading. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I am really, really, really grateful for our listeners. And I hope that we, I hope that you all try the vodka sauce. Cause yeah, these two, I mean, these two recipes. We, you didn't you, make this one already. You this. didn't 
you didn't have to go shopping for it. For the, oh, for the cauliflower. For the no, the vodka sauce. Yeah, I I think I mean I got rigatoni. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I we pretty much had it, and then also for the well we, we the vodka I didn't have vodka right. Oh, we had the so vodka. I, so I was like, oh. Cause, yeah, we're a gin and rum family and yeah. wine and beer and other, and <laughs> um well it's funny though for the cauliflower mm. like a, a lot of that stuff was on hand as well like, yeah i just like, got yeah we, the, you have to, exactly the fresh stuff like mm-hmm. you you know but i tend to always have cauliflower so yeah. the sage and oregano um were kind of the the things maybe i don't always carry but i always right. have lemon i always have a right. uh, cauliflower for the most part Ugh. and then everything else I always have my pantry love pantry this Mm-hmm. the vodka sauce and i guess the risotto too because i didn't really have to go shopping for that either yeah, um yeah. awesome okay well i'm on cloud nine i'm i'm super in love with this recipe and mm-hmm. <sighs> cannot wait to talk about grossy pelosi vodka yeah. sauce i can't wait to hear everybody's feedback yeah for both this and the vodka sauce and others um yeah so you can email us at, what is it? Too many cooks pod at gmail.com. <laughs> T-W-O, many cooks pod at gmail.com. And on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook. <laughs> and Facebook at too many cooks pod. Um, yeah. That's it. Cool. That's all I have to say. All right. I'm going to go make some cauliflower. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, eat. Wait. But. but. Okay. <laughs> eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> eat, drink, and be merry. Eat well, be well, and don't forget to preheat your oven. I went on a date with somebody who said that he didn't believe in vegetables and like that they exist or like didn't believe in the merits of vegetables. But I was like, how do you handle it? He's like, I take supplements. And I was like, what? So I think about that human existing in well, the world. I, I feel like the end of the story is that he no longer exists because he's he died from lack of scurvy. And, yeah. No, I mean, clearly- Ricketts. Rickets. Clearly there Rickets was a- always like people know scurvy really well. Rickets, <laughs> Rickets. It, it just gets the chef. Uh, I think it's a potassium deficiency. It was another like pirate <laughs> thing, you know, where it's like uh, it's like you can get rickets, and so yeah, so sc- you have scurvy. Your choices were basically scurvy or rickets. Which did you want? And uh, most people avoided scurvy and then got rickets, and so and I'm that's only how we discovered eat America. Lemons. Oh, that's how we discovered America? There was, okay, there's a little bit less raping and pillaging in that story. Than I thought. <laughs>